Don't fake it, just bust a move. This joint is gonna get you in the mood. Um, so check it out. It's uh, this is uh, a, a good day for me. Because uh, Jeff is in the uh, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Cesario is here. Do I say your name right? Yeah, sure. You can say it anyway. Yeah, Jeff Cesario. I Jeff say Cesario. 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 Do that one. Do that one. Cesario. Cesario. Wow, wow. That's the old uh, grandpa way to do it. Yeah. yeah. My grandpa lived in '96. No way. Yeah. Was just, there a point where you were just like, "Hey, Gramps"? Like, What's the deal, man? <laughs> hey, bro. You checking out anytime yeah, soon? Hey. Good Grant. for my jeans, but dude. Grants, we were happy when you hit 90, but. And my two aunts took care of them, right? Wow, yeah. And they were like 80, right? I mean, you know, they're like 90. Oh, wow. They're, they're like 75, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my 90s. Yeah. So, and it's the old Italian thing, which is like an old immigrant thing. So it's yeah. universal. So they don't go to the hospital or anything like that. They're just wheeling them around the right. house in like a cocktail chair from a lounge. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a wooden bar stool with yeah. wheels. Yeah. Oh, come on, Aunt. <laughs> Auntie, what are you doing with gramps? Yeah. I want cereal. <laughs> <laughs> he had that great, like, broken English. It was so great. My my grandpa used to walk everywhere, like, yeah. out here. He moved out here from Wisconsin, like, 1961. Oh, my God. And, and he got to, like, know the CHP uh-huh. because he would walk on, like, the 101. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they would pull him over and they'd go, like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> and he'd be like, he said, he said just a little far away. Just, <laughs> it takes too long. Yeah, yeah. He said, too dangerous under the street. Yeah, this is a straight shot. Yes, it's straight and no it's lights. A, I know exactly how many miles. Yeah, he said, no lights. It's, it's two miles. It's, it's a solo. Hey. He said, my friend, he lived right up here on Woodman. Uh, Woodman. He's walking from Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> Walked everywhere. It's a 15-mile walk. Yeah. Yeah, just did it. Just oh crazy. That's a baby steps. Yeah. Have on one cigarette after dinner every day. What kind of discipline is that? Just one. One cigarette. Nice. One cigarette. That's wow. that's good. That that is that's, and, and you know why he smoked? Because it helped him poop. <laughs> Probably. It wasn't the nicotine. I think it, got it relaxes it. me. You know why he smoked? Got him out of the house with the two ants. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sit on the stoop for a yeah. nice half hour. Yeah, Nurse yeah. that fucking Marlboro. Right. Wheel me out. I want to smoke and get away from you, bitches. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Man. Those are your aunt. how many? How many sisters? Uh, it was my dad's side of the family: two brothers, three sisters. Wow. Yeah, and my mom's side of the family was six sisters. Whoa. Yeah, that's what they did back then. Yeah. Because they, yeah. they didn't have internet, so no, they just made right. kids. That's <laughs> right, right? Yeah. That's what they did. They couldn't Google. They were Google. No. Right. Someone in the family was Google. <laughs> you'd be checking, like, you'd come back from the doctor and go, well, I didn't get much of a health report here, so I better have another kid so there's someone around to take care yeah, of yeah. it. Right? I need at least two eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I need. Right around 70, he was building a wood chair with wheels. <laughs> what are you doing that for, Gramps? Right. Oh, you'll see. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. Give you me all 18 more years. It's going to make to you. Yeah. <laughs> you it sounds dumb right now, but uh, watch when I hit about yeah, a 90. Watch. It's going to make a sense. It's going to make a sense to you. It's going to make all sense. <laughs> anyway, what do you want for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> That's when they cook stuff in the oven. Yeah, oh, in the yeah. oven. That's when they cook stuff in the oven. I don't they, even know how to turn the oven on. They cook shit like three days from now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, bake ziti. You're right. gonna enjoy it on Thursday. <laughs> yes, wow! Right. You got to start it now because yeah. we keep it low. Yeah, keep it real low. <laughs> cook it at about one eighty. <laughs> <laughs> That way you don't have to pay too much yeah, to the, the gas oven, company. The oven was just slightly hotter than the house. <laughs> right. Gramps, <laughs> you could have put it up in the attic. It would have cooked faster. <laughs> would have cooked faster in the attic. <laughs> it should oh keep it about God. 175 or about 180. I can't, I can't cook it in the attic. I'm baking a cake up there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> I got oh, some sausage. It's, it's, it's a Kieran up there. Oh, my God. It's so funny, man. I'm crying right now. Oh, jeez. Jeff Cesario. Dude, you're – okay. Okay. I started in 1989. Yeah. And you started long before that. You know, I only started uh, eight, nine years in front of that. I started 1980, 81. Oh, man. Yeah. But you're yeah, part yeah. of that whole – But I started part of that late. whole movement, man. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like uh, that generation. Yeah. That, that was the, a fun generation. And, the, and mind you – well, I was in love with just stand up. So we yeah. didn't have like these kids if you fall in love with stand up now, you got the internet, you got yeah, YouTube, yeah. uh you got you got everything. You got yeah. you got uh, every Netflix now, yeah. which I'll be on tonight you guys. Make you sure guys you watch were that March like, 20th. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got to watch that tonight. But but finding someone like a Jeff Cesario back back when I was in love with it, like uh-huh. it was like research, bro. Right. Yeah, when you, you found like it, a, it was like it was. Yeah, you need one of those like a helmet. hand cart. Uh, you need a helmet with a flashlight, one inch, one inch tape machine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I found this tape. Yeah. <laughs> Give me an hour. We'll hook this up. It'll be great. <laughs> My grandfather turned eighty today. <laughs> right. right, exactly. Yeah, my grandfather was ninety six back. Then. Yeah, dude, but 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 I remember just like I was so in love with it, and it was like you had to wait for Johnny to put somebody on. Yeah. You know what I mean? You had to watch Rodney Dangerfield would have like his little specials, yeah. and then uh, then all these other ones started coming out on cable. It was like any evening at the Improv and all that. But I just remember watching your. I think it was your half hour. Yeah, yeah. Showtime. I had two Showtime half hours and an HBO half hour. And I just remember like falling in love with Jeff. Yeah, I was like, this guy's so good, dude. Thanks. This guy's so damn good. I always had fun. That was such a great time. It was interesting because the Tonight Show was really the benchmark. It was like there was the 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 top end of the funnel was huge. I mean, people were pouring into comedy. Yeah, but at that time, the bottom end of the funnel was still pretty much just the Tonight Show. Yeah, Yeah. that's the truth. There's a thousand platforms. You know, you go everywhere with your comedy. Back then, if you didn't do the Tonight Show, you couldn't do shit. I mean, you couldn't get on the road. Price overnight. It got you on the road. It got you into colleges. Yeah, it got you auditions. It got you people interested in building a television show around you. It was everything. It was so, the platform. Yeah, the it, it yeah. was the only. Yeah, that's right. It at was that the time, only platform, yeah. With, with it, we're talking by the mind you, we're not talking about Leno. We're talking about Johnny Carson. Johnny, yeah, I did it with Johnny seven times. What? Yeah. And, my, and here's another thing. I think they only had like what, maybe fourteen spots a year for a stand-up comic. Like, no, they had uh, back then. They would, they would, because uh, oh, Carson was out? such a fan. He, he would. They probably that's had right, thirty, maybe thirty-five a oh, year. Oh, that's right. I remember that. That's right. He was a fan of stand-up. Yeah, that's right. And, 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 and nobody's really picked up that mantle. Uh, I mean, there are guys out there are talk show hosts doing it. You know, getting stand. I think Conan does it. Conan, Conan gets stand up. Yeah, if he likes a stand up, he'll get him on. Yeah, uh, but you know, I mean, Leno hit it on the button, and by the time Leno was rolling around, it was like uh, you know. If I get an actress uh, with, with yeah. a low cut dress on, yeah. uh, you know, I get a point two bump in the ratings. Yeah, you know, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess so, I'm uh, shit th- now. Yeah, so just <laughs> I'm save, out. Save your routine. <laughs> save save your routine. Don't do it anywhere. Yeah, can you do? Can you unzip your pants or yeah. something? I mean, we need a bump. Yeah, if you don't. <laughs> hey, Renee Zellweger's here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. yeah, we're gonna trim you down to your top one and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just do that. <laughs> you remember I said you're solid three. Can you cut it in half? <laughs> a minute and a half. Killer stuff. What's up, Joe? I want to talk to the Koi Pine listeners about Grubhub. You know, it's a really weird time. Everybody can tell we're doing these ads on our phones right now because everybody's, you know, doing social distancing. We're all separately in our homes. And Grubhub is one of the ways that we can help save the restaurants we love. Oh, exactly. By the way, my son is in love with spicy chicken sandwiches. How is he going to get that? Can't leave the house, but he can get it from exactly. Grubhub. Yep. And this is how we keep those places open. Every order on Grubhub helps support your local community as restaurants rely on delivery and pickup orders during this time. Contactless delivery is available. You know that? You can actually say in the Grubhub app, this has to be contactless delivery, meaning you're not going to actually touch you know, somebody or encounter them. You've got to stay six feet apart from the person, and they'll just drop it off outside your door, I believe. Yeah, that's perfect. That's the best way to feed your family right now. You want to go out to eat? Have Grubhub get it for you. That's right. Special promotions will be available daily. Look for neighborhood specials so you can save money and save a restaurant. 
Your yes. pickup or delivery order can help save a local restaurant during this difficult time. Yeah, you guys, let's all work together. Grubhub is helping that. You can also donate your change on every order to support the Grubhub Community Relief Fund to support restaurants and drivers impacted by COVID-19. That's a beautiful thing, man. And there's this one special thing for just for the Koi Pond listeners. If you download the Grubhub app and enter code, promo code Koi Pond, you'll get $10 off $15 or more for new diners. That's promo code Koi Pond. Promo code one more time, Koi Pond. For $10 off any order of $15 or more for new diners. So download the Grubhub app today and use promo code Koi Pond to enjoy the restaurants that you love delivered. Go get something to eat now. Jeff, Jeff, did you grow up in uh, Wisconsin? I did. Born and, did and raised you, and in did Wisconsin. You, did you do stand-up there? Is no. that where it started? I, didn't, I was a, uh, a musician. I played drums and congas and Latin hand percussion for, till, I was, till I got into stand-up. What? Yeah, yeah. I was a musician. You played? Not a bad one, either. I played, I played fairly well. I played in Madison, Wisconsin. Did some studio work up in Minneapolis. Were, in you, were you in a band? No, I did mostly session work. You know, when you're when you're uh, when you're a conga player, you are the first guy they cut. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, hey, there's nine of us in the band. We're That's getting so two hundred seventy bucks. Yeah. There's eight of us in the band. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna keep the two background singers, <laughs> right? Because right. they're blowing us. Yeah. <laughs> and they're the doing conga player isn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we're gonna let Jeff go. That's right. <laughs> I had a great time, man. I mean, I always had a passion for that music. Even as a kid, I would listen to. My dad was into jazz. And he was into like, uh, like uh, you know, like everybody hears Tony Bennett and it's all the jazz, jazz, Tony Bennett or the pop stuff. But my dad had like, uh, like Tony Bennett live with Count Basie at the Latin Quarter in Philly in like 1961. Wow, he had the shit, man. And you know, it was and Basie had like two conga players at the time, like crazy Latin stuff. And yeah, and I'm you not, fell in love with those congas. I'm nine years old, going, that is the shit, man. Yeah. How how do the, how That's do they do that? Yeah. And so I learned how to play that stuff. Yeah. And uh, and I loved it. I had a great time, man, as a musician. Thank God you weren't in a band, though. You know what I mean? Because when they, you know, where where they have to, where the lead singer has to introduce the band members. And oh, when they yeah. get to that, they get that one, <laughs> they get that one musician just killing the congas. And all the women are like, what is this Latin guy's name? Yeah, and they yeah, go, yeah. and on congas, <laughs> Jeff Cesario. <laughs> kind of pass as Latin. Yeah. In Wisconsin, that was, it might as well have been, uh, you know, I might as well have been from Brazil with a ah, name like that. Yeah, Cesar, yeah, yeah. that's right. Wisconsin. Absolutely. Yeah. What's your last name, it? Nick? Davis. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's Wisconsin. Wisconsin. That's Wisconsin. That's Wisconsin. Yeah, that's a, yeah a lot of Petersons. A lot of, of Davises. And they all know each other. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In Inbreeding. Very heavy in the yeah, rural yeah, yeah. areas of Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. That's that's common there. I played in a band just to make money, like over the holidays and over the summer when I was on break from college. And uh, my dad's name was Guido, and we practiced in his Stop garage, it. so we no called way. it Guido's Garage. Was Stop the name of it. I'm serious. There's no and way. So we go out, and I'll never forget, we played the Holiday Inn in my hometown, Kenosha, Wisconsin. And it was just like we did covers and shit like that. We had an organ player, guitarist, a great drummer who went on to be a huge studio guy out here, yeah. Steve Houghton, who's now teaching at Indiana, which is one of the top music schools in the country. Uh-huh. He teaches jazz and percussion. And and then me on Congress, and nobody would sing, so I would sing like, uh, you know, it's a marvelous night for a moon day, shit like that. I yeah, was, you yeah, know, yeah, we yeah. covers like that. Uh-huh. And I saw the greatest bar fight ever. <laughs> From the conga stool at the Holiday Inn in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Some guy's hustling some other guy's woman, and he's drunk. And these are just drunk white guys, right? Yeah, yeah. But the one guy has like a mullet, and he's big. He clearly works at a machine shop, yeah. you know, you know, which they just sit there just screwing tools all day. And so he 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 clocks this dude. I mean, cold. Yeah. Bam. Just And the guy's so drunk, he's just wide open. He's just standing there. Uh, boom. Gets popped in the jaw. Everybody like holy shit people are bumping into the bandstand we're like pack up get out we got to get out yeah so the the big dude goes to pick up the other goes all right i made a mistake i'm sorry i didn't mean to hit you i don't want let's let's call it a truce so the drunk guy's getting up from the floor the other guy helps him up while he's helping him up while he's holding his hand he fucking jacks him again again yeah oh that's great it was the greatest move i ever saw (laughs) yeah 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 because he apologized yeah Yeah, he says i'm so sorry boom and nailed him again go back to sleep buddy (laughs) 
<laughs> the holiday. You know end. what sucks is everyone in the band was able to run away fast, but you had these two annoying conga drums. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I can't go anywhere, you guys. No, I'm, I'm moving at about 0.6 yeah, miles yeah. an hour. My instrument actually gets screwed to the stage. <laughs> what if he gets pissed at me? I got to get out of here in slow-mo. I need this guy's tools. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, How man. long did that last? Th- th- those gigs? I did all through college. Wow. And then, and then I played professionally till. Like eighty eighty one when I got into comedy, and then I just said, I said I got to try comedy. But I always approached comedy as music. For me, it was, you know, for me it was like big band. I would write sections of it, and uh-huh. then I would improvise sections of it. Yeah. So I knew when I was going to solo, and I knew when I was doing the chart, and that's yeah. kind of how I approached comedy. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you when you started comedy, you went right to L.A. to do it. Or? No, I started in Minneapolis. That's oh. where I got to know Louis Anderson and Joel Hodgson and guys like that. And there's a bunch of great writers out of Minneapolis. Wow. Joel Madison, who uh, who worked on Roseanne, and Sid Youngers, who worked on Roseanne. Liz Winstead, who created The Daily Show. I mean, there's a, there's a good, small but mighty crew in Minneapolis. Yeah. Coming you up. just named off – you just railed off three right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Louis, one of my favorites, man. Yeah. And I, I finally got to meet him. And it was so cool to actually meet, like, a guy that you – you know, when I was watching Louis, he was yeah. doing the whole – you know the the kid, the baby brother one. You know, where yeah, he's at. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that. That's that's how I always remember Louis because I always I, I think I watched that special like a million times. Yeah, and then uh, going to meet him, uh, he was just like, yeah. I just want to say, yeah, uh, I like you. <laughs> You're really funny. Right. I like, and I'm just like, wait, you know me? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to know me. No, he was up on all that shit. He was. A, he's a huge comedy fan. And yeah, unbelievable. He works a crowd better than anybody uh, I've ever seen. And when I first started with him, uh, it was in a, a group called Minneapolis Comedy All-Stars, which was Louie, a guy named Alex Cole, who was unbelievable. Great softball team, by the way. Boy, I mean. Actually not. <laughs> you know, when I'm the best guy on the softball team, yeah. you're in sad trouble. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Because I played a lot of right field, which in softball means you can be in the game and on the bench at the, at same, the same time. time. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You put the bench in right field. That's where you can play. <laughs> and the keg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's coming your way. No, no action in right field. <laughs> Somebody go opposite field. No, no you're, you're not. not. <laughs> you're right. I'm pulling it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Louis, I used to occasionally throw Louis a joke because I just loved to write when I first started. Yeah. And Louis was doing doing like a six-minute killer fat chunk. Uh-huh. And I, I wrote a, a joke for him. Uh, when I go camping, uh, the bears put their food in the trees. Yeah, that's so, funny. And so, and so uh, he used it. And it was great. And then I, uh, and then I got to know Seinfeld. And Seinfeld goes, uh, wh- why are you giving material away? And I go, well, you know, he's a buddy. I just gave it to him. What am I going to do with a fat joke? I swear to you, Seinfeld looks at me, says two words. He goes, fat cousin. That's <laughs> 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 and I went, shit, he's right. <laughs> why not? That's so funny. That's so good. You know, he's such a – he's so efficient with words anyway. That, yeah. Two word reason to yeah. never give away your fat, fat cousin. cousin. <laughs> that's great, and what a good word to choose, cousin. Yeah, right, right. Word yeah, that's so man. cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and then that's I still like. It's so funny that you made the move to Minnesota. It was like what people were like, girlfriend. "Hey, you got to be funny." I had a gr- I had an ex girlfriend who was living up that's there. I thought I might hook works. up again. You know, yeah, exactly, yeah. right. Yeah. So the girlfriend kind of like uh, I didn't hook up with her, but I got up there and I could. Ma- I had a drummer friend up there, so I was I could play trap set like for weddings and shit like that. So I knew I could make a living while I tried to start stand up comedy. Uh, so I made a living playing. But drums, this is already and then I started in your stand-up. head. But in your head, you're already like, I want to be a comic. Or were yeah. people like, Oh, you got to be a comic? No, Jeff. You're no, too no. Funny for these Nobody damn congas. No, I just, I just, the, you know, too funny for these <laughs> Too funny for congas. <laughs> Meaning you're not good enough yeah, yeah. on congas. Hey, 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 Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Uh, you know when we go to your solos on stage, <laughs> yeah. Jeff? Maybe try some jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you took my. You were supposed to play Jeff in this damn scenario. <laughs> on your on your Congo solo, can you just do a tight three? <laughs> well, I tell you, drummers are just the the smart asses anyway because they yeah. ain't got nothing in their mouths. So yeah, 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 they're yeah. mouthing off the entire time on the yeah. bandstand, just you know, right. just cutting people 
down and you know yeah yeah great solo uh, you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, shit yeah. like that so <laughs> so I got to be a wise ass pretty early and then I was watching the Tonight Show as a kid and I just saw all that uh, you know I saw guys doing that and then and then when then I saw two things in 1980 that really said you got to do this before you're too old to give it a try and you regret it and the first was Richard Pryor live and in concert his first concert movie which is still maybe the best concert stand up concert like ever it's unfucking believable and i saw it with a friend of mine at the state theater in chicago but literally 99% black audience and i mean the roof literally came off this place it yeah. was unbelievable <laughs> yeah. and i'm sitting in the back with my buddy i'm not going like, to lie though can i just interrupt i'm sorry i know this is a good story but i've seen the roof rip off uh with a tyler perry movie <laughs> And it was ninety nine well, percent black too, as well. They, 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 they're they're roof rippers. Yeah, we're they're known, roof rippers. We are known to rip a roof. Yeah, off. yeah, yeah, yeah rip to rip a roof. Off. Off. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Go back. Yeah, no, no, no. So I saw that, and and then and I went, wow, this is unbelievable. He's talking about life, and he's making it funny. How do I do that? Then I saw, literally, like a week later, the first HBO Young Comedian special. Yeah, and uh, and I saw Seinfeld on it. And back then he was a little more raw and a little edgier. Uh-huh. You know, he had a little more attitude on him. Yeah. And I went, oh, he's a guy like me. He kind of looks like me a little bit. He's just kind of a white guy, wise ass, and he's making it work. I kind of connected those two dots and went, okay, that I'll go that kind of Seinfeld style. I think I can do that. And let, let me see where I can go with that. So I moved to Minnesota just because I tried the clubs in Chicago. I was living in Chicago at the time. And there was, you know, 150 comics and two clubs. Right. And I visited, you know, my ex-girlfriend in Minneapolis and there were 12 comics and two clubs. Yeah. And I went, all right, I'll try <laughs> Minneapolis. Sense, right? Man, what a good time, huh? Yeah. Oh, and, and it was right when the shit blew up. Yeah, that's what I heard. So, I, I, I came in late. I was like 89, 90 yeah. when it was kind of like. Almost at the the end, and you were working your ass off already to try to get stage yeah. time. I mean, Minneapolis, double edged sword. But in Minneapolis, I was getting within a year, I was getting two and a half hours of stage time. Isn't that crazy? Uh. Crazy, and so so I could make all those mistakes. Yeah, and nobody saw them. Yeah, nowadays you make mistakes, you put it up on YouTube. It's yeah. like yeah. it's like it's a done. thing. Man. Look at this guy. Yeah, yeah, he's killing it. Yeah. Man, with his mistakes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's crushing it. He's crushing it. It's his special. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's crushing. This is the tightest 30 minutes ever. <laughs> Look at the audience. They're so involved. <laughs> so awful. So the, the, the other side of that was nobody came through Minneapolis. I mean, that was just the start of the, like, road comedy. Mm. And, you know, nobody wanted to go What to is the name of the comedy club out there? There's a bunch now. There's uh, Acme Comedy Club is a, the, probably the top top. Top, top club one in out there. Yeah. Rick, that's a great club. Lewis Lee runs it. Huh? Rick, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy is the one in the Mall of America. Yeah, but run the Mall. I worked America. at Acme for a year. Yeah, Acme's great. Oh, you worked at Acme? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I played that Rick one too. Great theater town too. You can, there's theaters there. There's uh, the Mixed Blood Theaters, maybe 600. There's the Guthrie, which is probably 12, 1400. Yeah. There's the Orpheum, which is 2000. There's the State, which is four. So you could literally oh, work yeah. your way yeah. up. You know, it's good good theater town for comedy. That's so dope, and I, great great crowds. Yeah, they just didn't. They, they just want to laugh. Yeah, and 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 not cheap. Not too many cheap laughs. You had to work back when I was coming up. We had to work hard. So. Yeah. Uh, so it it prepped me well for Los Angeles. When when did you finally make the move to L.A.? Eighty three. I moved out here. Wow. Louis, Louis had moved out nine months in front of me. He was the only dude I knew. And uh, and so I just started working both rooms, man. So Louis was like, "You gotta go." You gotta come out. I need a friend. Yeah. Get out here. Get out here. Now. Call me on the payphone. (laughs) (laughs) There's a payphone right outside. Yeah, that's back when the first the first two numbers of your phone number were letters. letters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, I'm at O L four three nine eight. Sorry, what? (laughs) Dude, I remember uh, getting phone calls on payphones. Yeah. I knew how to do that. Yeah. Uh, or, Or call collect. Call collect, call collect, oh, yeah. and, and leave leave uh, make the operator say say like some kind of hint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A hint right. to where, yeah. who you were. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm ready. On uh, uh, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Is uh, wanting a collect call from you. Right, right, right. 
Jimmy Bus Stop? Yeah, yeah. Will you yeah, take yeah, a call yeah. for Jimmy Bus Stop? I think I think there was also a point where you could actually scream over the operator's name, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, voice, like, like really quickly. Hi, we have a collect phone. Mama, ready to get picked up? God damn it! Click. <laughs> son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Your son is a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Ma Bell. Yeah, so yeah. That came through Ma Bell. Ma Bell? Yeah, AT&T. Ma Bell? Ma Bell. That's right. Remember that? Yeah. Yep. Damn, I'm old. And that's when your mom always complained about the phone bill, so yes. everything had to be Oh, because everything was itemized everything. and it came with a thick-ass yeah. Bible? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Joseph, look at page four. <laughs> Who are these people? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She'd go through every number. Yeah. <laughs> Who are these people? We only know three people. The tax was like 14 cents. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You look at all of that. But but they, th- but that's, you know, that's how that's the only way you could save enough money to have food. Yeah. My dad, like, I, you know, my dad had like the thermostat at 19, at 68 in 1968. You know? <laughs> yeah. you know, hey, what are you, born in a barn? All that shit closed the door, you know. Yeah. And I realized now my dad wasn't an asshole. He was green. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was ahead of his time. Yeah, I didn't know. I just thought he was an he asshole. He's doing it for the future. <laughs> yeah, he was green. Yeah. <laughs> he was an environmentalist. Yeah. Shut the fucking door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> know what you want before you open the fridge. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So We're going true. to the restaurant. Look at their menu now. Yeah. <laughs> Be ready to order now. <laughs> no appetizers. Yeah. Straight to entree. Six thirty. I want to be out of there seven thirty. <laughs> Order now. Efficiency. That's right. Those are good times, man. Yeah. These kids don't know what that is. No. They order food online now. They got this thing called Postmates where you can just actually order something huh? and someone will go and get it for go and you. Get it for you and bring it to your door. And then charge you extra. Another twenty bucks on top of that. Yeah. Wow. My girlfriend bought a Poke Bowl of Postmates. Po- Poke bowls, you know, the ahi tuna on top of rice, seven fifty, eight fifty tops. What did it cost? Thirty nine ninety nine. Thirty nine ninety nine, and she asked for extra soy. Which she get body work? Jeez, thirty nine ninety nine, get a fucking fender. Yeah, for thirty nine ninety nine, you could have gotten an aquarium with a bunch of tuna in it. <laughs> you could have killed your own tuna. Yeah, you gonna get an ahi tuna bowl. Get it from Postmates. I just need someone's credit Deliver card. Yeah, Does anyone have good credit? I'm about to buy something. I'm Postmates. What are you going to buy? Yeah. I'm going to buy Ahi Tunable. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> just call up Bullet Credit, and they'll run over a new credit card to you. Yeah. Hey, really? <laughs> For 40 bucks. For 40 and bucks. Then, and then, yeah, that's your first charge on your new credit card. Then you can get the bowl with the, the sushi on top. <laughs> You don't ever have to move. You know, I remember when I, I couldn't get credit from anybody. Because uh, first of all, right when I got out of high school, uh, I, I, I applied for a Mervin's credit card. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know if anyone knows what Mervin's is, but I it was like it Mervin's. was the original Target. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was yeah. so. Yeah, it was the worst. So uh, they gave me a credit card. Yeah. Huge mistake to give an eighteen year old wow. kid a credit yeah. card. And I think is. my credit limit was like three hundred bucks. Yep. Maxed it out that day. <laughs> yeah. I bought everything there. My first one was from the Bon Marche. Bon Marche. $100 limit. Yep. Maxed, oh, it, maxed out. it out. Wow. Same, bon Marche. Bon Marche was a bootleg uh, Macy's. Jordan, that Jordan t-shirt yeah. with the big 23 on it. Yes, wow. Man. Yeah. I had to have it. That was a lot of money back to. then. I had to have it. Mine was Mervin. I, I don't think I ever paid for it. Really? <laughs> I maxed mine out. I maxed mine out. 300 bucks. I get a phone call when I'm in my late 30s. Hey, uh, saw you were applying for a business loan. Yeah. We got your. We have one problem. You remember those sweats you bought at Mervin's? Yeah, that's $2,000 now. Right. In, in interest alone. Right. Hope you're enjoying those sweats. Yeah, are you still wearing those sweats? Yeah, I by sold the way? them on eBay <laughs> for $1,800. I could have bought Gucci so I can sweats. Pay you now. Unbelievable, man. Don't give me a credit card. But anyways, so I had to buy a Capital One credit card to try and re reestablish yeah. my credit card. You had to, yeah. oh, wow. So it was like you gave them three hundred bucks and then they put it on a credit card for you. And then if you went over your limit, they charge you for using all of your money. Which wow. because it was your money. Every step of the way it makes no sense to it you. It makes no sense. You're like, this is my money. Yeah, but they kept saying, Yeah, but you're establishing credit. <laughs> 
But it's That's blind the weirdest money. thing I've heard. Yep. I've never heard of that. What is that called? It's called the... Secured credit secured card. Oh, that's credit what it's card. called, a secured yeah. credit card. And I, dude, I would literally reload my credit card. This is, by the way, before gift cards came out. Before you go to CBS and see those little Visa gift cards, those Visa gift cards used to be secured credit cards. So you would buy a credit limit with your own money. So you can walk around with a credit card. That's like what you do at the pool hall with Jimmy Earlobes. Yeah, isn't it? exactly. <laughs> <That's> exactly <laughs> hey, Jimmy, what am I good for? <laughs> you, exactly got, you got 187 bucks left. Ah, <laughs> oh, good. I'm, I'm going. I'll play another round, Jimmy. No, no, no. 93 of that's mine already. You got right, 92 left. Well, then it pays like one more round, Jimmy. Then I'm All good right. for it. You better win this game. I promise I'll win. All I never right. lose. You know that when I'm down All on right, my All right, go for it. All right, thanks, Jimmy. You need a cue? You got your own cue. You need a cue? Take a cue. 14 bucks. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. You're down to 43 Jimmy, bucks. Jimmy, we can charge me for a cue, Jimmy. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, how's your grandpa doing? He, he's pretty good. He's 103 years yeah, old he's now. He's still wheeling him yeah, around. Yeah, he's making wine in the basement. How old are the aunties? <laughs> They're 92. When's the cake going to be done in the attic? <laughs> I got some uh, I got some Coca-Cola seasoning up there. Don't go up there. You let the fucking air in, <laughs> you fuck up the smoke. Hey, Jimmy, we closed all the windows already. Good. This is the best uh, pool hall scene ever. It's a it's a mob scene yeah. in Wisconsin. You owe me $17 and a wheel of Gouda. What? <laughs> Jimmy, I don't even know what Gouda is. <laughs> it's that cheese out there. That's what Gouda is. Oh, that's delicious. How many pool cues do I need, Jimmy? Do you realize how lucky Italians were that Vince Lombardi did a good job with the Packers? Because yeah. imagine being Italian in Wisconsin and Lombardi sucks it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Like Done. fucking takes the franchise oh, down man. the hall. Yeah. We would have been run out of town. Yeah. Instead, he's a hero. Yeah. All of a sudden, Italians climb at like a half a notch. So uh, is there a huge Italian community out there? In my hometown, it was about 25% Italian. R- R- Kenosha, Racine, and Milwaukee of Italians. The rest of the state, none. No. Uh, like like virtually none. A little bit in Madison. How many Asians? Um, Two. This will, this will tell you how many Two. Asians. Yeah. I was working on a movie for a Toronto film company in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. I was a gopher at the time. The crew decided to do the wrap party at a Chinese restaurant called Young's. Oh, there was one Chinese restaurant Nothing but called old Young's. There. Yes. So we went up into the, the hills above Beaver Dam and it's Young's. It's Y-O-U-N-G yeah. apostrophe S. It's a guy named Marty Young. Yeah. And everything's in fucking butter sauce and cheese sauce. Oh, that's so it's cool. It's not Chinese at all. Oh, it there is? There no Marty Chinese. Young. He's a, he's oh, Marty Young. Young. Yeah. Marty Young. There's no Chinese and it, there were none. There were none. That's, that is so funny. Crazy. Couldn't get your pants pressed. Boom! Come on, people. It's a dry cleaning joke. <laughs> When you move, when you finally moved to LA, and my wife's from Minnesota, which is even more. My wife is like is like ethnically impaired, yeah, because she just grew up in Minnesota. Yeah. So, of course, yeah. So yeah. she's literally like she's always saying stuff like, "I didn't know Sh- Shlomo Greenberg was Jewish." You know, <laughs> it's always like a secret. To me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> is sushi Chinese or yeah. Japanese? I don't know. I don't know. Help me. You know and then what? she whispers right in my Jeff. ear, so it's like super loud yeah. and it's distorted and I can't hear what she's whispering. Yeah. So then I have to say, could you? And then she, then it's a huge argument. Yeah. Jeff, I can't tell the difference between Chinese or Japanese. You want to know why, Jeff? <laughs> Jeff, you want to know why? Why? Because they both use chopsticks. <laughs> yeah. Although that really, that's got to, you got to give up the ghost on the chopsticks. Yeah. That's, it's really a fork is a superior eating utensil. Yeah. Hands down the best. Yeah. It's the only way to eat. Yeah, a fork is brilliant. You know, Philippines. Yeah. It's fucking in, brilliant. They don't Philippines use fingers sit, or a fork. That's it. Philippines sit right in the middle of Asia. Mm-hmm. Got Japan on top of us. You got, right. you know, everything's around us. That's true. And guess what? We love the fork and spoon. Yeah. We don't yeah. even know what a chopstick is. Perfect. We're surrounded in it. bamboo, and we don't use any of it. <laughs> we don't use any make of great it. We make good yeah, chairs. No. We make good chairs with it, but we're not going to use it to pick up our rice. <laughs> chairs and pipes, but yes. I'm going with the fork. Fork and spoon, and if we don't have that, we use our hands. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Hands are great. 
for eating. Yeah, man. Unless you live in a culture where you also wipe your butt with your hand. Nah, then that's that could be problematic. Different. India, not a good place to use your hands. No. <laughs> India, not a good place to do hey, this, anything. Hey, this food I've seen pictures a little from shitty. India. I'm not going. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am not going to India. Uh-uh. No, why? Yeah. There's I a want reason. a paved street. I don't. You Have know. you seen that river? The river oh in India. Oh my god! Yeah, with yes. all the waste in it. Yeah. And I grew up that's... in a rush belt, and that's a shitty river. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, they the take showers of that. I've ever seen. But their immune system is impeccable. <laughs> that is true. Hands that is down. true. I mean, that is true. You could throw an AIDS dart to yeah. their neck. Won't even feel it. <laughs> Won't even. Feel it. What's that? <laughs> I just did. I they got eat nothing. it. What is that? I don't even feel anything. Like I don't need it. What is a little itch? No, that's nothing. I got a Charlie horse last night from it, but that's it. That's about it. You got a Charlie horse from AIDS, and that was it. Yes, that's all I got. Yes, Charlie horse from AIDS. That's about all I get from it. My my toenail grew a little. You know what I don't like about AIDS? I get hungry. I get hungry at the AIDS. I get so hungry. AIDS hungry. So hungry. So hungry with my AIDS. Make me. I tell you though. <laughs> One time I was starving. Someone was like, "Oh, your age is acting up." <laughs> <laughs> the Ganges River. It's called the Ganges River. Yeah. Ganges River. Yeah. Yes. Ganges yes. River. You know, at uh, at high tide, you can walk straight across it. <laughs> Yo, it's pretty brutal. When they're washing their clothes oh, on one end, bur- and they're burning people on the other they, side. Yeah, by oh, the way, that's right. by the way, they burn Let's people on the beach. Yeah. Sure, uh, and, um, do it down river so that uh, your sheets don't get ashes on them. Exactly. Do it down the river where it's away from us. Tell you what, do you it know, down I the river it. and the suds from my hair will clean up that side of the river. <laughs> I have such a great immune system. I got uh, a leprosy and I only lost a fingernail. One fingernail? That was that's, it. All, yes. that's all I get with the leprosy. I can do anything. You know why? I, I swim in shit every yeah. day in the river. <laughs> Make you strong. When you eat someone yes. else's shit... AIDS go away. Yes. yes. You know, that's what they call it, Ayurvedic. Ayurvedic, Ayurvedic healing, yes. It means just swimming shit. That's all it means. <laughs> just go swimming shit. You can do it where you live. Cleveland, you can do it. I right can do it. Lake Erie. Right there. Just go swim. It's, it's, go swim, you'll feel great. Gandhi River Light. Lake yes. Erie. Yes. yes. Gandhi River Light. Are you, uh, right now you're working on uh, Animal Nation. All done. All What's done that? with Animal Nation. Looking for some new projects. Nice. Might do a little something with Brian Regan. We'll see. Dude, that would be amazing. He's so funny. He's yeah. a, such a good dude too. Is, are, are, are you going to we'll figure with, something out? Let's go. I'm ready. What what uh what you worked with Brian Regan before? Or uh, no? no. This would be the friends? first time. Yeah, yeah. I just know him from stand up. Always all loved his stand up. Makes me laugh. Yeah. Guys who make me laugh. That's who I want to work with now. Yeah. That's it. But uh, with Brian, can we talk about Brian real quick? Absolutely. Why like I no show. I've never seen him pump out a show before. Like and it's like someone like Brian. I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, why? Why hasn't he? Yeah. Well, you know, because probably because the right vehicle hasn't quite come along. Yeah. Or, or maybe he wasn't in a situation where he had enough control uh-huh. to do what he wanted to do. And you know what? You know what a stand up. Uh huh. It's about getting their voice and and. Uh, that's another like musical parallel for me. Like I like working behind the camera as well as working in front of it. So for me, it, you know, they always said, "Well, you got to make a choice. You got to make a choice." And I was like, "Well, why?" I mean, you know, yeah. musicians do it all. Herbie Hancock can be his own star. Yeah, can do put out an album and then go work with Miles. So yeah. what's the difference? Right. You yeah. know. So when I work with other comics, to me, it's like. What's their voice? What's their voice? Yeah. Let's let's capture that and let's make it happen somehow. That would so, be great. It, you would be amazing with Brian. That'd well, so thanks. Sweet. And, and I, I love doing it ever since I did Dennis Miller Live with Dennis and, yep. and, and, and you know, went from there to Larry Sanders and with Gary Shandling and, and just even Spike Ferriston, you know, tr- try to capture that. Russell Brand, Latifah, anybody. Just, just what do they do that yeah. makes them funny? And let's just do that. Peter LaSalle gave me great advice on producing. He just said, you know, whatever your person does, whatever your star does, just do that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the shit they don't do well, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. They don't hit the curveball, don't throw them curveballs. Yeah, balls. stop throwing curbs. He doesn't have an eye for it. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> right down the pike, man. Dude, exactly. Yeah. 75 miles an hour, yeah. so they can get wood on. Give him, yeah, put some extra sauce it. on that yeah. meatball. You know what I mean? Let just him knock it out of the park. It, man. <laughs> so that's all um, I do. One, one thing I love uh, about Larry Sanders' show, because you worked on it, yeah. but the show is ahead of its time. I I loved that show. Like yeah. I love Gary 
Yeah. Shanley, man. Like, a, a genius. Yeah, man. You know, real, and, and a real uh, good guy, too, just a human. I know. thought the Larry Sanders show was ahead of its time. I, I thought, I was like, yeah, this is, uh, this shouldn't, you know, be out just yet. It was kind of like, uh, what did you feel about that? When it you, had when you to were... come out. It just had to come out of Gary. It's just yeah. that's what he needed to write at that time. Yeah, and he did it, and he did it brilliantly. And for me, it was like narrative camp. I would go every day and learn how to write narrative stuff from great writers: John Regie, John Vitti, Becky Hartman Edwards, uh, uh, Peter Tolan. Judd worked on the show. Judd and I worked on a script together, and he really helped ferry it through when I first got there. And, yeah. Um, just unbelievable. And and at the time, still fringe, you know, still cult-ish. Uh, you know, it really gained momentum as it went along. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'll never forget being in production meetings and, and co- you know, guys coming up with ideas and shit was flying, you know. Yeah. And, hey, you know, it would be Monday and we shoot, say, Friday and – Monday, they go, this would be a great role for De Niro. And then Friday morning, it'd come around and we go, get me Bruno Kirby. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, you couldn't get anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even Gary couldn't get anybody at the time until the show gained enough momentum. So, yeah. And, and, and Bruno would come in and knock it out of the park. I mean, yeah. the, boy, the caliber of talent on that show was unbelievable. <laughs> to work with Rip Torn and Jeffrey Tambor and just, just have them take – just shit and turn – I mean not shit because it was always great writing. But yeah. I mean to take things that – like I saw Rip Torn deliver a, a, a line – a throwaway. Uh-huh. Somebody was coming through and said something and he was supposed to say how nice yeah. you know, and just move on. And, and he got a laugh on it and I just went, shit, that's, that's good acting. That's talent. Yeah. Wow. And to, so I just sat there and tried to absorb as much as I could in the year I was on staff. Yeah. It was great times. Man, that's so cool, and uh, and you won the two Emmys with Dennis Miller Live. Yeah, how was that? What what part? What what did you do with Dennis? I executive produced the show uh-huh. and helped him create it. Essentially, he knew what he wanted to do. Uh, I mean, he had it ninety percent of the way. I, I just came in and said, you know what? Maybe we focus on one topic yeah. per each half hour. Even if we get off base, let's say fame. You know, tonight Dennis Miller Live fame guest jim carrey you know whatever it is at least we got a slug line for for advertising the thing. yeah so i kind of came in and did kind of kept it in the pocket then yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and kept everything focused but he was a horse man he knew a good joke you didn't have to write a dennis miller joke he just wrote a joke really the the the, the thing with that was i was just a comic I was a road comic at the time and getting some shots here and there, doing some projects here and there. But I'd never done anything behind the camera. And Denny had had a show, uh, a syndicated, like sort of a regular talk show that hadn't gone anywhere. It, it didn't work and it got canceled. And HBO came to him and and, uh, and Brad Gray and they just said, well, we still would like you to try some. Why don't we give you six shows? Just do the ranting part of it, the stuff where you go kind of off. Yeah. And so he came to me and said, Jeff, bro, I'm not doing this show. Why don't you produce it? Yeah. I go, I know how to produce. He goes, I don't give a shit. You know me. So, <laughs> so we just put the show together and HBO, to their credit, let us do that show. But now, knowing what I know 20, 25 years later, I guarantee you there was a meeting every hour on the hour where somebody at HBO was asking Brad Gray, who was managing Dennis at the time, look, Jeff's cute, but could we get a fucking producer in here? <laughs> and Dennis and Brad, to their credit, went, well, let's just see what he does. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dennis really swears by him. And fortunately, we hit it out of the park pretty early. And I remember our second show, we had uh, Jim Carrey via satellite from Aspen, where he was shooting Dumb and Dumber. Nice. Wow. And 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 the only reason we got him was because a Brett Butler had fallen out, and I was like, I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing, and I just called Jimmy Miller, and I said, Jimmy, you got? Can we get anybody? He said, Well, Jim shooting, Jim Carrey shooting his movie up in Aspen. Can we get a satellite truck there? So I went to my line producer guy, and who was fantastic, uh, Kevin Slattery, was unbelievable, and I said, uh, It's uh, Wednesday. Uh, can we get a satellite truck by, you know, Friday in Aspen? He goes, there's a big storm. Hang on. And so they started. It took him 14 hours to get a satellite truck to Aspen. Oh, they got there literally 45 minutes. We were live. Dennis Miller live. We were live. They got oh, there so 45 minutes. Yeah. They're setting up. 
just <laughs> crazy. Yeah, yeah. We gave Jim a premise. It was literally like you, you mock humility. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're fake humble. Right. Then we'll have somebody come and deliver you a drink, and you just go off on him. Yeah. And he goes, all right. I, I was just so lucky we had Jim Carrey in the chair and Dennis in his chair. And they just took it, and they made – and I'll never forget. Jim Carrey had that stupid bowl cut from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's sitting there live on camera. We had a satellite hookup. That's working. And no one knows that Dumb Dumber's out yet. No, uh, no that, one knows. He's just sitting there in his chair, and he's going, you know – it pays to know the first names of your crew because those are the guys who are really, really going to cover your ass. They keep you grounded. Then this kid walks in with a tray and water, and he goes, Mr. Carey, here's your water. Jim Carey's sitting in a chair. He literally flies out of the chair with a karate kick. Boom! Kicks the water out of the kid's hand and goes, I told you never! To fucking interrupt me when I'm talking on national TV. And he just goes off on the kid. And boom, and, and then and then Dennis builds it from there and and we won an Emmy for that show. That's so wow. cool. Wow. And then this is show business. Literally, like five weeks later, I get three offers to produce c- comedians. Like, can you go to New York and do the Chris Rock show? Can you come over? Because you're the guy who can wrangle comedy talent. <laughs> you know? Wow. I went, I went literally three weeks ago. I was a fucking dickhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was, you know, or, you know, headlining Milk Through Your Noses in Akron, Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm the comedy whisperer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it was fucking crazy. It was crazy. But such a great time. We yeah, had man. Wow. And that was that was that was the HBO time. Yeah, that's where Chris. Uh, did you go over and work with Chris or no? No, you know that's right. When I got uh, Larry Sanders, oh, okay. very very tough choice because it was very tempting to go to New York, and and that was right when Chris was starting his show. Yeah, but then he put together you know the the, the Murderers Row. I mean, he had Stilson and he had uh, Louis C.K. C.K. Yeah, he had all those guys. Yeah, man, monsters. And he put together a monster show that crushed. Yeah. So I'm probably better off without me. <laughs> <laughs> this is so cool. Where are you going at now? What are you doing now? Uh, I got a movie script I'm out peddling, and I got a I got a, a a real family kind of script which I really like a lot. And then I got a I got a, a sitcom I'm out trying to sell. Let's just sell it, man. Yeah, this is his sitcom's great. It's called Barely Managing. It's about a rock and roll manager mm-hmm. who pulls his super '90s sort of REM. Black Crow's super group back together yeah. because the lead singer's dying of cancer. Yeah. And uh, he wants to go out with a bang. He doesn't want anybody to know it. So it's a real dark, sick look at the music business, but very funny. Yeah. Right. Is there a Congo character? In this there, no, but I'll write one and I'll play it. <laughs> I'll play a Congas. I'll the play pilot, a Congas, the pilot, The pilot is just like, all right, now this scene, there's going to be a bar fight. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy is going to say, hey, sorry I punched you. He picks him back up, knocks him out again. End scene. One of the greatest lessons I learned in show business, period, was when I was playing Congas, and I got a chance to sit in with Freddie Hubbard, great jazz trumpet player, was coming through Madison, Wisconsin, why nobody knew, great group. He comes in, he's playing, the, and everybody goes, you got to try to get this kid, he's really good on Congas. So Freddie Hubbard says, yeah, I'm sure Freddie's like, I'm between, you know, Chicago and Minneapolis, I'm yeah. doing some shitbag gig to pick up 800 bucks. All right, let the kid sit in. <laughs> so I sit in, and he's got a killer drummer. And we're playing, and he goes, okay, solo. I solo. I do like uh, 16 bars. Yeah. And then he goes, keep going. I do 32 bars. And, you know, I'm 20, yeah. so yeah. I'm throwing the fucking yeah. kitchen sink. I'm just going fucking nuts. Your 32 bars. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. fucking coming out. And then I go back into it, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, and he looks at me, and the crowd's going crazy. And he looks at me and goes, keep going. Oh, <laughs> oh, he was fucking with you, huh? That's the greatest lesson ever. Yeah. Don't blow your shit in the you first 32 bars, man. You gave all you got. That's so funny. <laughs> now my arms are like 700 pounds yeah, each. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, ba-bum. 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 And he just nods and takes yeah. his trumpet and starts playing again. I said, all right, I learned yeah. that lesson. Exactly, kid. <laughs> Pace yourself. Paid Pace off yourself. when I started headlining as a comic. So pace yourself. Baby. Yeah, man. Don't blow your load out the first five minutes. No, You'll find yourself staring with a bunch of people you don't know. All right, this part of the show, I just want to see who's going to blink. Is it me or you? Go. Where'd you go to school? I think I know the nickname. <laughs> 
<laughs> if it's Division One, I know yeah, it. I got a good chance at it. <laughs> That's funny. Did you play any sports? Somebody give me the light. Oh, no, they're just lighting a cigarette off. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, someone just held the candle up for the waitress. Oh, shit. Did you ever have nights like that? I, I, you know, back in the day, uh, when when you you go. Can I just say that when I started seeing you work at the Laugh Factory, your work ethic was unfucking believable. You just went in and pounded. Yeah. You just got up on stage and pounded. And that's what I admired. That's why I think we connected just as comedians was I just saw your work ethic and I went, holy shit, this fucking guy, he's not in this to like, hey, I think I'll get eight minutes together and act. Yeah. You know, you were like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to figure out how to headline. I'm going to start crushing. Yeah. Oh, and you thanks. did it, man. You did it. Thank you, man. It's uh, so much fun to watch. Oh, thanks. Oh, and you can watch more of me. March uh, 28th, tonight. which is tonight. tonight. Guys. That's tonight on Netflix. Tonight on Netflix. Tonight Young on kid Netflix. Joe Coy. Yes. The <laughs> oh, they were passing out guts. This kid Joe Coy got back in line for second opening. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, man. Um, by the way, Real Jeff Cesario, if you want to uh, yeah, follow him on Real Twitter. Real Jeff Cesario, Twitter. And that's all you do is Twitter? You're not doing anything else? You're not doing the gram? No. That's what no, my son no. calls it. <laughs> Not anymore. My son's 13. He calls it the Graham. The Graham. The Graham. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's yeah, called. That, yeah. Well, you saw three different eras go through my head while I yeah. tried yeah, to figure yeah, out yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, which Graham are you talking like, about? Yeah, is that, exactly. the, is that the musician's Graham? Because uh, yeah. that was a whole different Graham. Or the right. comedy Graham. That was a different kind of snorting. Right. Or my grandpa <laughs> or the, going yeah, upstairs. Graham and Graham. There's four different. The Graham. Or is that a Club? Yeah. I was so fucking confused. Yeah, in, that, yeah, yeah. in that three seconds, nine different possibilities. Came my, in my son head. abbreviates everything, and it's annoying. It's the most it's annoying so great, thing in the world. Yeah, that's so great. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's to the point where he even talks uh, like, like when I go, "I love you," he'll go like this: "La." <laughs> Did you just say "la"? Did you just say "la"? Like, are you that exhausted, that tired, that you can't put the rest of the letters in "love you"? That's so great. I said it. Look, <laughs> you can't say it. Wait, are you breathing and with the letter "l"? What? <laughs> that's barely. That's yeah. That's nothing. That's a swollen tongue. Yeah. That's not a. That's not even a form of affection at this yeah. point. That's a. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's going to be to the point where he's just – It's I have to understand what he's – You're going to be able to order online someone to come over and say I love you for him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's, you know, he's going to send it on the gram. <laughs> on the gram. Yeah. Save that one, Dad. Love you, Joe. Oh, sent to death. <laughs> fucking heart emoji. Check your DMs. <laughs> Jesus. He asked me if he could go to Little Uzi Vert. Jeff, do you know who Little Uzi you know Bird what that is? is? I don't know Little he's Uzi a, He's Bird. a smaller uh, rapper. Yeah. Oh, it's like like physically? Physically, small? he's physically little. Small. And, uh, and, uh, His name is as well. His and all small. he talks about is, uh, you know, I sound like an old dad now. He talks about the drugs, you know. Talks about the drugs. Talks and, about and the, the drugs and the and the, and the you know ladies. having the unprotected sex with yeah. the, the ladies. Which is funny because that's been a common thread in music for history. I yeah. Think. It sort of has. But I didn't hear it when Not I was quite, a kid. Well, I, know, I know, right? I hear it now. Well, you hear it clearly, Oh, right? I hear it clearly now. This is co- yeah. complete. When I was a kid, it was innocent. Well, they had to Beastie disguise Boys. it. Yeah. yeah. Beastie Boys was innocent. It. I mean, back, you know, you can look at, at Duke Ellington wrote a song called Warm Valley. Oh, yeah. that already makes sense. Yeah. Right Which, you know, it was yeah. disguised. Yeah. Hey, People are she's going, a slut, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Warm Valley is a squirter. Right. White crowds are just going, Warm Valley, is that in Pennsylvania? I mean, they don't know. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's all disguised. Right. But then classic rock, I think, popped the cherry. Classic rock. If you go back and listen to classic rock, it is almost universally date rape. Things. Oh yeah, right. yeah. Everything is like you know, thirty-eight special little girl. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know I'm gonna make you love me. That yeah, was a yeah. huge hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Without I'm gonna bullets. make you love me. Yes, I will. No, please don't. Oh, yes, I will. <laughs> I'm gonna make you love me. No, I'm calling the cops. Ooh, yes, I will. Please get your hands off me. Oh no, yes, I. Will. It's just like stop. So true. Yeah. Prince was the uh, oh, oh, yeah. Prince was. Oh yeah. What was going on in, in that dude's head? That a that made him a genius. Yeah, and b that was that bipolar. I mean, he's a he. What was his religion? He was a uh, uh, Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. 
And yet he's talking about, you know, darling Nikki. Nikki. Yeah. 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 Darling Nikki, Ride of the White Pony. Yeah, well, well, I think it. I think it was the Jehovah's Witness that made him go that direction. Yeah, I yeah, kind of like yeah. You yeah, flip man. out. It's just so re- you get too much religion, you just flip out. Too restrictive. I the thing. Get- I, the thing I love about Prince though is like we back in that time, like eighties. Yeah. It's like you looked at him and you're like, who the fuck would wear this yes. outfit? And now fast forward to 2017, yeah. you're like, yo, Prince was already on that. Who's not wearing yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. That's nothing, bro. Spandex with a V button up? But that's Remember what... the V button up that went across his crotch? Wait a minute. Yeah, it, yeah. In all, yeah. In all fairness, Prince was butt naked on a horse in his first uh, album. His first album, album yes. <laughs> but how else do you ride a horse? That's true. Very you know true. what I mean? Yeah. How talented do you have to be? He's 4'9". He's, he's wearing pants that button up at a slash over yeah. his dick. Uh huh. <laughs> high heels. He's got he's stilettos. Got high, yeah, stilettos. Yep. Makeup and it w- walks in. Everybody goes, "Who is this motherfucker?" Yeah. Okay. Bang! Plays three bars and they go, "Oh, it's that motherfucker." Oh, yeah. oh that he's cool. Guy. Yeah. He's good. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. Got a he, pass. He got a, com- a pass. A eight seconds pass. in, listening to Prince, he went, "Oh, oh that's why he can do that." Yeah, yeah he's all right. Yeah. He's okay. <laughs> he's okay. Yeah, he's yeah. all right. He's got a Congo player in his uh, <laughs> in his bed, Chef Cesario. Who's the dude dressed yeah. like a miniature lady? Hey, well, that's Prince. He's fine. He's that's fine. Just Prince. He's cool. Yeah. Let's talk about the Italian from Wisconsin. <laughs> the block of cheese on his head, playing congos. <laughs> my cheese hat on. Yeah, he's got his cheese head on. Yeah. He's the only member that got kicked out of Revolution because he was a little too weird. Uh, yeah, too yeah, weird. He had the cheese yeah, head. The Nobody could make anything out of it. Yeah. Yeah. One guy, had a, one guy had a suit with clouds on it. <laughs> <laughs> he played the trumpet. Yeah. Jeff gets kicked out because he had a cheese on his head. cheese on his head. Went a little too far. Yeah. Jeff, I need to too talk far, to you. Baby. Yeah. Jeff, I need to talk to you. Dearly beloved. Yeah. You are out of the band. Yeah. I don't think you should walk out into the stage with the cheese on your head. We're going with girls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Was that your kind of music growing up? Yeah. All horn band. Soul band, funk shit. Earth, wind, and fire. All I listen to: funk, Earth, wind, and fire, uh, cold blood, um, mandrill. All these fucking crazy like yeah. Bay Area horn yeah. bands. Yeah, so funny Anything because fun, I don't know any of those like bands. It just sound like you're rattling off horns. Tower of Power. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any 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 of that stuff I listen to, and, and you know, and that counted James Brown, and I counted all that. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just loved it all. Loved horn bands. I just loved that sound. Yeah. And anything Latin. From Santana through to through to uh, Mongo Santa Maria, anything Latin I listen to, I love Latin. My son's uh, friend at school is Mark Anthony's son. Oh yeah, yeah. Mark Anthony's a and, monster, man. Yeah, and it's so funny that because good. Yeah, and wow. it, it, him and his son are like really good friends. Like they they trade clothes and stuff like that. They trade clothes. Yeah, because their clothes aren't like normal clothes. It's like what? my son's got like good clothes. What happened to men? Jesus Christ, we're trading clothes That is a different era, right? I know, not a good thing to talk about right now on this pod, is it? You know, when I was growing up, you would just just be buck naked. Be like, I fell in the river in December, I'm freezing, I lost all my clothes. You want one of my sweatshirts? No, No, I'll just walk home. No, I'll walk home. I'll be fine. I'll warm up the faster I walk. Yeah, I'll be fine. How about a hat? No. I'm good. I'm not taking any of your fucking clothes. Yeah, I'm a man. You would never wear somebody else's yeah. clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, it's just like, hey, bro, you want my sweater? Hey, yeah, bro. Sure. Yeah, sure. Hey, bro, yeah. is that Versace? <laughs> my, uh, my, uh, son, so it's so funny because my son's like, yeah, he's Mark Anthony's son, dad. I'm like, yeah, that's so cool. Who's Mark Anthony? Yeah. Right. right, right, right. He has no idea that this man plays to like a yeah. hundred billion yeah. fans. Yeah. And my plays, son has no idea. He just yeah. knows that his son has a really cool shirt that he wants. <laughs> wow. Man, major disposable. We you are know, living and, in and a major disposable those, time. Isn't that crazy? My, yeah. he's got, those are his friends. So I, I made, a, I made a, a, my, my son hands me the card, right? Her, her name's Mia. Uh-huh. Right? He goes, here, Dad, please, can you RSVP this? Because I don't know how, I don't even know what this means. Yeah. He goes, I don't even know what RSVP means. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but we're all going to a birthday party, so can you do this? Yeah, because I got to do it today. <laughs> can so you do this? Yeah, can you do this? So I had to call 
this uh, the RSVP on this birthday card that's look Jesus. that looks like a basketball t- like a ticket to us to the Staples Center. <laughs> oh, that's good. And it's Karan Butler's daughter. Right. And I'm like. <laughs> Is this really your friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It probably was right. a ticket to Staples Center. It probably I know, right? was. I know. Well, that's like I was in the. I was my daughter's in the back seat. We're dri- I'm driving. Yeah, and she's like, "Is Fleetwood Mac a big deal?" And I was like, <laughs> "Did yeah. you punch her?" Oh uh, yeah. She goes, "I go why?" She goes, "I don't know." Will Buckingham is in my class, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's great. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't. They, they, don't, they don't know. Make, they don't make the connection. Not only do they not know, they don't know how to execute it. Like how do you not execute a card that says call uh, this number? Yeah, no it's idea. beyond them. Pretty soon, literally, I guarantee you, within ten years, just rolling around in like wheelchairs, but they won't call them that. They'll be like personal m- motor devices. Oh, be yeah, hover, yeah, yeah. Just blowing sure. in a straw. Yeah. Hover just, chairs. You just like. <laughs> You just yeah. be blown us <laughs> yeah. and it'll take you to school, and then you'd be like, and then Dad'll come into the room and sign all the shit you need signed. Yeah. You're, you're just blow and talk to me. I'll be yeah. Dad. Get blow, just blow. Okay, what do we want to eat? <laughs> okay, eggs. We're out of eggs. Done. Oatmeal. It is. I love you too. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love you too. Enough. That's, that's enough. It's a grunt. Just text me, yeah. son. <laughs> and your son will be a millionaire oh, from yeah. something. Hands will be down. Ma- yeah. Yeah. He invented something. <laughs> he invented something. <laughs> text while you sleep. <laughs> the straw app. The straw app. It, <laughs> it tells your parents what you really want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's, it's, it's so cool that you're uh, – can I tell everybody that you're your new dad? Well, well not, a, not new a new dad. dad. Yeah, but, sure, I mean, go your for kid it. is recent, young. Recent. She's eight. My eight? daughter's eight years old. How's that feel? Uh, well, you know, it's it's. I'm trying to stay healthy because I got to hang. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm fucking old. Man. Yeah, I got to try to make this work. <laughs> How old are you now? Can we um, tell? You y- yeah, well, I'll be uh, 64 in two days. Wow. What? From wow. the time this airs, you look great, man. Two days. Thank you. What? I'm doing like an old black dude thing. Right? Yeah, I look yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, let's yeah, be yeah. honest, Andre. You, yeah. you, you got to be 61. Andre's right? 72. Yeah, 73. That's right. Two days will be 73. It's like Manny Mota. Manny Mota was like n- 90 yeah and passing as 50 in, <laughs> in baseball they go hey he's 50 he's still playing oh fuck you he's 68 yeah, yeah, yeah. 50 yeah yeah that's like all those old cuban dudes you sit around all day and just drink just pure fucking espresso yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. just bang bang yep still playing in bands yeah they don't even have blood anymore yeah for banging girls yeah <laughs> Driving a 58 Chevy that yeah. looks fucking cherry. Yeah, yeah, cherry. Because all he has is all day to clean it. Yeah, right. That's all he has. <laughs> I'm going to be one of those guys. That's all I want, man. So what happened? What, I mean, you decided to have the kid at uh, We decided to have a kid. 56? No, we, we started at, I got married at late. I got married at 47, and we, uh-huh. decided, we, we started right away, but we just hit roadblocks. My wife's younger than me, but even at that, we hit, uh, you, know, and, you know, we were trying to do it, and then there was this problem and that problem. We wound up doing IVF. Uh-huh. And uh, that took five tries. Wow! And uh, several miscarriages and uh, etc. And then we how old your wife is? Right my wife is uh, f- uh, just turned fifty. Nice. Yeah. So so she ha- we we had our daughter when she was forty one, going on forty two. So right. okay. So uh, so you know she was she you know that window was closing fast on that. So so we had our we had our kid. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Well, the pressure comes like in the second one, like because yeah. my, my wife, younger than me, wants to, you know, want another one. I go, no, I don't. I another really, one. I kind of don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I actually need two new knees. I got a Charlie horse last night, yeah. and then I pulled my shoulder out, reaching to rub my Charlie horse. <laughs> so the answer is no. I don't want another. And then she was like, she's like, aren't you curious as to what it would look like? I go, no, what it'll look like. It yeah. looked like a fucking fifteen-year-old Asian kid because that's who we're adopting. <laughs> Because <laughs> I need some fucking help on my taxes. What That's will so it look good. like? Get out of here with that. I'm still waiting for my chair that Grandpa used to oh, roll yeah. around in. I got the uh, cocktail yeah. chair. I'm, I'm in line for that. And, I don't know if you know that. And I guarantee you my Grandpa found that chair in front of somebody's house because they were throwing it out. Yeah. yeah. Probably eight miles away and walked home with it. You know where he found it? On the 101 freeway. Absolutely. Yeah, it fell out of the back of a truck. Right, fell out of the back of a truck. Yeah. He said, all it, all it needs is a two new casters. Yeah. 
<laughs> and a seat cushion. I got a two casters in the back. They save everything. They save fucking everything. They don't need insulation. No. And the whole walls are just filled yeah, with, with shit that they save. magazines. What do you need 140 bottle caps for? <laughs> I don't know. It might come in handy some day. <laughs> oh, sorry. You don't recycle. <laughs> you got yeah, right. Exactly. Wow, I thought you knew. I was green. Uh, going green. Yeah. Hey, the storm uh, ripped away our, our uh, the the uh, the back mat, the yeah. doormat out yeah. back. Hang on, I'll 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 uh, connect to those bottle caps, and we make a back mat out of it. People yeah. wipe their feet on yeah, that. Yeah, you wipe your feet on the back of the bottle caps. Everything, unbelievable, brilliant, saved everything. Jeff so, Cesario, you're the best, bro. Hey, man, my pleasure. Eight-year-old kid at the age of 64. Yeah. Pounding it, baby. I- I'm going to be the guy at high school graduation walking yeah. around like looking for butterscotch candies in a place to lay down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's that guy? Oh, that's Bailey's dad. Hey, just, let the- him, just let him nap. Hey, yeah, who's the chaperone up. napping on the bleachers? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Cesario, man. He's a great writer. <laughs> Isn't he like the professor emeritus? No, he's one of the dads of yeah, the kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's asleep. Let him sleep. I'm going to be so – I hope – I still got some some fucking balls at that point because I would love to like drive my kid to college in some just crazy ass <laughs> fucking you yeah. know old muscle car. Oh, that'd be <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> I don't know, but he's driving a '68 Camaro. Yeah, yeah, short shorts on and a polo, <laughs> right? Some exactly. Ray Bans, towing a U-Haul with yeah. my kid shit yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she literally sprints from the car into her dorm room. She's so embarrassed. Yeah. Make sure your friends are cute. <laughs> what oh, the God. fuck, Dad? <laughs> it's all about looks. It's all about Take looks. Take it from me. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Jeff. How much fun was that? I literally got like a pacemaker on the outside of my heart. That's how fucked up my heart is. <laughs> I got like a giant thing. Hey, what's that thing sticking out of that? That's his heart. That's his heart. And he loves us all. <laughs> Look, it's on its chest. <laughs> they're they're thinking that because really they're just talking to each other through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just subtitles. <laughs> Somehow they they invented yeah. real right. subtitles. subtitles. Your, kid, their chin. your kid made that out. Yeah, yeah. my son invented <laughs> that. He gets rich. Yes, the, the straw blow subtitles. Yeah. It's a necklace with just like a, a little board, a clear board, like flavor flavor, like a Minority Report board. <laughs> They don't even talk. Just subtitles appear underneath their chin. Lazies. Dude, you're the best, Jeff. Hey, man. I had a blast. Man, you are the best, and you're the reason why I do stand-up, man. Thank you for inspiring me and a whole generation of other people. You're killing the game still. You got a kid at eight years old, and she uh, and she will soon find out who her dad, Jeff Cesario, is. He's an amazing Congo player. That's probably why she took band. You're right. It's when, she was, when she turned 16. Where do I get these amazing hands, Dad? <laughs> well, if I could just show you. Yeah. You know, I ah, forget it. <laughs> just wheel me over yeah. to the bottle caps. I'm going to build something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're an amazing writer. You're an amazing producer. You're an amazing stand-up comic. And you're an inspiration to me and, and all the other comics that are out there doing it, man. That's so nice to hear. Thanks you so are much. the best. I'm so happy you finally came on the Koi Pod, dude. Uh, I love you so much, Jeff. Follow Jeff at the real Jeff Cesario. That's C E S A R I O. And of course, are you going on the road or what? I still do mostly in town. I work down at Comedy Magic Club. Really? Work up here. Well, if you see once his, in a while, I do the road. Yeah. You guys, if you see his name, go. Yeah, you have to me. watch him. He's brilliant. I love you so much, Jeff. Thanks. And that's the Koi Pod. I love you. My drink. Don't forget, tonight. Oh, tonight. Tonight, the special. Right. The special. special. My Netflix special, you guys. Go to Netflix. Joe Koi Live. Uh, but most importantly, Jeff Cesario. Jeff Cesario. Jeff Cesario. I love, love you, Joe Koi. Bye. Love you. Waiting around, through ups and downs, waiting on something to happen. I just said. Everybody have a good day. And all my homies on a ride today. That's right. And all these.